malanga fricha lo sisi kamorata Linde no malanga vina na lo sisi sutugani Sexele gana lento piso ishata Aupiso mamina ayaya yungu solipata Sisi la malanga fricha lo sisi kamorata Linde no malanga vina na lo sisi sutugani
the building, guys. What?
ya baba shaya
happiness. Love, peace, 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 happiness. Love, peace.
What's good? Hey guys, welcome to Music with Meaning and Healing with myself, Kuda London, and my co-host, MSG. So today we have an amazing show in store for you. We have somebody joining us today that we're going to be interviewing. Elixir. Ooh, I love that name. But first we're gonna get into our first track. This is Baby Blues, the Love Unlimited Orchestra. I hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday afternoon. By the way, we have an event next Saturday. We are gonna be saluting our ladies. Myself and MSG will be hosting the event. And yeah, it's gonna be vibes. All of the money that we raise is gonna to go to charity. But without further ado, let's get into some tunes. We ready? Let's go. While we're waiting for that to load, um, I want to shout out Deluxe, Lyndon, Auntie Deja in the chat. We have a special guest joining us today. We're having some technical difficulties in the studio, so just bear with us, guys. There we go. Like the way you might say a word, huh? The way you wear your hair, you have a certain smile on your face. Or just the way you're standing there right now. Are you really, really, really look good to me, baby? In your baby blue panties. Yes, love, you look good to me right now. And your baby blues.
can see, but we've got um, Miss Elixir and DJ Sam doing some slow dancing for us today. It's the vibes at Deja Vu today. from Seb Green this afternoon on Music with Meaning and Healing. He was shutting it down with a house and Ama Piano vibes in Deja Vu studio. This afternoon, Saturday, one till three, every Saturday, Music with Meaning and Healing with myself, MSG and... Kuda London. Yeah, yeah. So today we have a very interesting and exciting guest in the studio today. Her name is Elixir, and it's interesting because it was because of Seb Green coming in for his interview and mix the last time he was here. He did mention that he knew a lady, a lovely lady at that, who would be a very suitable candidate for our show. Now, I am into numerology, angel numbers, and... That's something that we can both resonate with and relate to, but there's just so much more to get into as well. Uh, so firstly, Alexei, if you could just give us a little insight into who you are, where you've come from today, and yeah, just touch on who, what it is that you're bringing to the studio today. Absolutely. Well, Alexa, for those for those who know me from a previous life, such as Mr. Seb Green, um, I used to do music. I still do, but in a different context. And um, in that stage of my life, I was in a band called Tomorrow's Elixir. Oh, so uh, I was the lead, of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and um, with that being said, Elixir was just the name that stuck, you know, around the studio and around the, the game. So, but Miss Montana is what I'm widely known as, as of today. Uh, my full name being Rio Montana, that's my first name, so. Beautiful name, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. My mum knew what she was doing. She got that right. <laughs> she got that right. Um, so, yeah, I've come from, what, southwest London today. London traffic. Amazing, as always. Um, but do you know what? I have to say on air, your hosts, MSG and Kuda, they're wonderful. They're absolutely Aww. delightful. Um, considering I never met MSG in person... She's such a fresh breath, breath of fresh air. Aww. Let me get my English straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, you're so pleasant, Aww, you know, and you. delightful. And it's very tricky sometimes to build that bond remotely, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. you did that so well. You were so palatable and diplomatic, Aww. even despite my late ass. Aww. So <laughs> I appreciate okay. that. But it's lovely to meet you girls. You're wonderful. Aww. So lovely to have you on our show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I heard a little bit about yourself and I also mm. wanted to get into your condition that you have and mm. you live with this. It's something called MS. Mm. If you could explain a little bit more about what it is and how it does um, impact you on your day-to-day -day life. Sure. Oh, wee. This is the Straight first time. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> she would give me uh, tequila or something. But <laughs> 
but uh, no foreplay, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, MS, oh Lord have mercy. Do you know what it is? It's the first time I've actually spoken about it in okay. such a landscape. It's one of those things, it's tricky for me because I know it's something I need to sit with a therapist with because I didn't have time to digest it. Yeah. Okay. And if I tell you how it happened, it's so bizarre. So basically two years ago, I was wheelchair bound. Wow. Yeah. Um, even walking today is a psychological effort. I'm obviously, you know, being able to make my strides. So I thank God I've made that progress. Yeah. But that definitely wasn't overnight. It was a constant effort every single day. It was a committed effort every single day. I would go out and do jumping squats. Why am I doing jumping squats? I have no idea. I've never done a jumping really? squat in my life. <laughs> but it was the only thing I had control over right. because literally I would be walking like, what's that um, Terminator guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Really? Yeah. I would have to drag my other leg. That's how wow. ridiculous it was. So was this before you were diagnosed? Or? No, 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 no. So okay. this was after the diagnosis. Okay. So backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago now, I used to work out. So I used to run every other day. I've typically been mostly fit. Um, even if I took a break, I would get back on it and go ham. I'm that way inclined. And that being said, I was noticing my energy was low. This was, bear in mind, COVID had just happened. So two years of COVID, I actually caught bloody COVID. I don't, (laughs) it's controversial. Some people have their way of feeling about it. I took it like a flu. It was just an artificial flu in the Mm -hmm. way it hit. But that being said, recovered from that. Um, But my body just wasn't restored. My energy was just slumped. I'm thinking, what is going on? I never go to the doctors. I don't complain about stuff. If I get a flu in the household I grew up in, it's a 48 hour flu. You get up and you keep going. You know, we don't have time to be sick. That was the mindset and the ideology I was raised on. So we just keep it pushing. Um, That being said, this wasn't something I could push past. So I'm noticing I'm going for a run have to shorten the route I usually take. I'll maybe run about a mile, but I have to shorten it because I'm out of breath. My body's feeling sluggish. Then I'll go to the lake and I'll do like a mini workout, like skipping or something of that nature. I could not lift my body. And I'm like, okay, this is not right. And I've always dotted between uh, anemia, you know, and bounce back. I've just never really acknowledged it and never been intentional in making sure I sustain reasonable levels. That being said, there was just a constant deterioration. I went to the park one day, did my workout. I had to do the short version. I went to go and sit on a bench. Someone had to bring me back around because I passed out. I said, okay, okay, something's actually up, Mm. cool. So the lady, bless her, she was pushing her child she said, do you want me to call the ambulance? I said, no, 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 it's cool. Um, went back home just thinking, I don't know. I don't even know what I thought. I'm just used to shrugging things yeah. off and pressing on. I didn't really register it. So it was only a few days later, one of my dear, dear, dear friends, Sam, shout out to Sam, if you're listening. Um, he called me and he's one of those, I have like brothers and you know friends that are just like, I'm pulling up, that's it. You Aww. know, no notice, those kind of people, mm-hmm. you know, you're really tight with. So that's basically what he said that day. And I'm like, Sam, no, no, no. 
you know, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm really going through it. So I knew I couldn't host him. And I just, I like giving people good energy, you know, I give them my best. So I couldn't do that. And I said, you know, you're gonna have to come another day. He's like, no, I'm coming round. He's very persistent. He's a bit like, he's like the male version of myself. He's very persistent, okay. he doesn't stop. I'm like, no, Sam, seriously. <laughs> Lo and behold, I lay down and the room starts spinning. Like you're on, you know those merry-go-rounds in the kids' yeah. park, yeah. Like someone just won't stop doing it. And I couldn't stop the spinning to the point I had to crawl. I live on like the top, top floor. It's like, my house is like four floors, staircases. But I live on the top floor and then the next staircase down is the only way you can access like the main house. So I had to crawl because I couldn't stabilize on my feet. And I was throwing up consistently for about four days. And I'm like, what's going on? This is not food poisoning. Like, what's happening? And I'm very in tune with my body. So I didn't really, I couldn't connect the dots as to what this could possibly be. Anyway, lo and behold, um, it was the day where he was like, he's coming. I said, no. Anyway, I was throwing up, room spinning. I said, I called him and I'm like, do you know what? You're probably, I'm probably going to see you sooner rather than later. He's like, what's up? And he did medicine in the past, you know, he's an entrepreneur now, runs an incredible company in education. Um, but yeah, so I said to him, yeah, you're gonna have to pull up because I was speaking to 111, they're giving me a Spanish inquisition. I'm like, I think I'm dying. You know, mm. I don't have time for an interview. Are you kidding yeah. me? So he said, call 999. I said, I called 999, they came because I wasn't bleeding externally, there was no visible symptoms or anything. They didn't respond to it in that way. So they said they'll call, I think a cab, their cab service or something to come. Cab service, 20 minutes, cab service, 30 minutes, cab service, 40 minutes, no one's there. Sam, you're gonna have to come. He's like, cool, I'll be there. He was there in like 10, 15 minutes, you know, just came immediately. Anyway, lo and behold, took me to the hospital. They're running all these tests, putting things in my eyes and what, what, what. It was the furthest thing from my imagination. I didn't even think I'd have to be in there overnight. Are you kidding me? Uh, I never have been. I can't remember the last time I was in hospital overnight, you know? Anyway, lo and behold, they kicked me in. That night, they ran MRIs. They ran some other scans or whatnot. They took me up to the stroke ward. I said, hmm? <laughs> Um, which was a wonderful experience. I have one man on one side of me complain about his bowels that he needs to, can, oh, we, wow. can we? Yeah. That he needs to shit, basically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my French. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, shouting throughout the whole night. I'm like, is this my life right now? <laughs> like, what's going on? So I was kept in there for the whole night. Sam's with me the whole time till they had to, you know, tell him to go. Um, yeah, he was just incredible, you know, and the next day they ran some more MRI tests, took me to another ward, which was like for like the brain, the neurology ward. I said, cool. From there, I had some doctors coming up to me, asking me if I know what's what. I said, yeah, I don't recognize any of these medical terms because I'm not a medical person and I don't, you know, I don't really have any interest in that stuff. Anyway. Lo and behold, fast forward, um, after all of the scans, sent me away. It was about two or three weeks. They, I got a letter to go to the specialized um, hospital. And the doctor, my doctor, Dr. Blaine, shout out to Dr. Blaine, she um, was asking me questions like, did anyone say anything to you? Did they mention this, did they mention that? Did they mention multiple sclerosis? I said, 
Yeah, they did mention that. She was like, that's what it is. Wow. I said, <laughs> I couldn't take it in. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to. I've had a friend that had suffered with it her whole life, which is, yeah, crazy. But what it taught me is that you never know what's what till you need to know what's what, you know? Um, her whole, she always like said it, but I never had any reason to research it. And she never showcased anything outwardly to show she was, you know, um, debilitated or uncomfortable. She was a soldier through it. So I didn't know the severity of what she was dealing with, the pain, unless I was on the phone to her and she was like, yeah, I just had to take like four days out because X, Y, and Z. But that was as far as it went. It was nothing registered. And um, the hospital was in Roehampton. I don't know if you guys know where Roehampton is. And I said to myself, okay, I know it's serious because all the, all the, I have like a dark satire. All the jokes I'm cracking, she's not playing with me. <laughs> she's, not, she's not here for those games today, you know? So I knew it was serious. And I'm like, okay. So I asked her a few questions, but the rest was white noise. And I said, you know what? By the time you get home, I said to myself, you're gonna walk home. Walking home, that looked like about a four hour walk. I said, by the time you get home, you need to have mourned this, you know, you need to have mourned this because it didn't matter whether she told me I had cancer, diabetes, arthritis, you're still going to have to deal with it the yeah. same way. It didn't, it, it was one and the same thing to me. So that's what I did. It ended up being a six hour walk because I stopped at a music shop, <laughs> listened to records as I do. Um, <laughs> and then stopped at the park. And I was like, I'm not really feeling any emotion yet. Maybe I just don't really understand what's going on. Being shot. Yeah, it, it was just, it was shot. weird. I'm like, are you saying this to me? Like this yeah, avatar like right now? Yeah, it's like you a third person experience. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So by the time I got home, my junior brother, my youngest brother, he's asking me, because he was home from uni at the time. He's asking me, you know, what the results were, what was said. So I'm explaining it to him. And his face, I was fine up until I saw his face. <laughs> it looked like I told him I had six weeks to live. Oh, That's when I broke. Yeah. And I'm thinking you had six hours to walk home and shed your face off and it's right now you're breaking. But anyway, from there, I just, it probably took me a few weeks, you know, to decide to take action, intentional mm -hmm. action to deal with what I needed to deal with. But the funny thing is, even though I was going through the motions, I still hadn't registered what yeah. I was dealing with to the point I didn't research anything concerning it for about nine months. But I was experiencing all the symptoms. So it took about a further three months before all of the symptoms started playing up, such as losing your eyesight. Even till today, I have like quadruple vision wow. <laughs> in one eye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you lose your sense of touch. Um, I lost my sense of balance and I lost my mobility. Yeah. I could not walk. And was this all triggered from you having COVID or you had I dealt with some of the symptoms prior? I do believe I had um, an interaction with some of the symptoms years beforehand. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, I haven't, I haven't registered this scientifically or medically, but I do believe it's connected to internal trauma or, or lack of healing that Absolutely. you're dealing with Every, any anything that is a physical uh, illness mm. definitely always comes from a spiritual place mm. so I feel like I need to click <laughs> 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 so um, 
Yeah, I, I realized that because I registered when I last had these type symptoms. And it was at the time I was dealing with something, a uh, very intense relationship and we were at odds. And it was a really close relationship and I, I hated it, you know. And I remember the world spinning. I remember I was coming home from, I was working corporately at the time. I was coming home from work and I was bumping into people because I couldn't make out where the ground was. Um, and I remember calling my sister just like crying. I'm like, I think I'm having a panic attack, you know. I'm really dramatic. No one give me side eye if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot that day. And I registered, linked the symptoms I was feeling then um, back to what I was registering now. So I was like, yeah, there must be an interception because the trauma I was dealing with in that present moment when I got the diagnosis officially was unsettled trauma. Yeah. Was un yeah things I hadn't dealt with mm -hmm. and relationships that hadn't healed and different you know things and just I was things like, you haven't processed yeah and yeah. I'm like wow it's really playing out through my body I need to correct this and then began my journey of spiritual healing and you know internal healing and so all that good 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 oh come but on before now. let's yeah. get in, let's get into a track before one of my before we delve down into that that spiritual journey no, we yes. do have loads of questions <laughs> to ask you about are. that we are you <laughs> have done an extensive list for us today the playlist mm. me and Kuda both agreed we are loving the tunes let's go this next one has to be my favorite of course <laughs> this is by queen b and a missy elliot sign let's go <laughs> Thing. 
blessing us with your presence today. Of course, of course. As some of the listeners may or may not know, mm. I work in learning and development mm. and I promote a learning culture within my company. Mm. I noticed in your Insta bio, you wrote that you love to learn. Mm. But what specifically do you like to learn about? Oh, I'm a bit of a polymath. I, um, I learn everything I need to know for the season I'm in and I take an intense approach to study. But more specifically, I've been keying in on relationships, self-realization, and more that relationship with yourself and how that reflects outwardly. I'm not sure if anyone's watching what's going on with society and relationships in society. Um, Sweet Lord, there's not much (laughs) (laughs) encouragement and inspiration for the next generation, you know. I mean, I ain't that old, baby. <laughs> but but um, there's a massive, I don't know if you guys see it yourselves, but for example, I have a junior brother. He's in his early 20s, Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I'm a geriatric millennial. <laughs> so You're definitely not geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, you know, but there was a massive trajectory in terms of the gap of their exposure to knowledge and information and then feeling like they've got it and they know it all versus the wisdom that they actually harness and you see that play out in society because they don't know what to do with what they have and they're chasing everything superficial because everything is social media glamorized or virtual so there's no real depth to people now and there's no real depth to relationships and for me the model is if society's a wreck, it's a result of families being a wreck. If families are a wreck, it's as a result of relationships being a wreck. So we need to address the nucleus, which is the relationships, uh, versus ourselves as well, because we are part of that relationship, you know? So there's a lot of lack of accountability I'm seeing in society, in relationships. More predominantly, the women, and you girls can speak on that today, but I see that a lot, at least as far as TV goes and the, the, the examples being set and showcased. Um, the women are very toxic. The women yep. are very narcissistic. They've, there's no accountability at all. And there's a word and a term to justify every ill behavior that exists today. So I'm in the space of learning how to connect with the younger generation in a way that they understand because they have no role models. That's what I've realized, especially the girls. Oh my gosh, 
OnlyFans is their hero. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> I can't even fathom it. And because I've basically been in prison for the last four years, I mean, there was COVID, then there was this situation, rehabilitation. So I wasn't exposed to the world. So when I finally stepped out, I'm like in a crazy Whoa. place. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm, is this? Honestly, I'm in a crazy place. So I'm like, how, how do we get from there to there? It was just such a quick transition all of a sudden everyone needs about seven different labels and we become this human a self-labeling database that's what we become absolutely <laughs> self-diagnosed as well yes on top of that uh, honestly honestly exactly that so and we're so this is such a weak generation which is nuts to me i'm so glad someone's coming on our show and saying this stuff because I, and, uh, as, as host it's a bit controversial for us to say <laughs> but, absolutely, I but it's fine for me all right saying. i'm gonna go have yeah, co we're co-signing like educate the listeners <laughs> i was trying to reel it back in i was like <laughs> let's be calm today you know let's no, be no. nice but um, no, this generation is a mess. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute mess. Uh, I'm scared. I used to joke before, half joke, saying I'll bring up my children half Amish. But today I'm almost nine point, sorry, 99.9% .9 serious. You know, honestly, because them being exposed to what is happening today is so scary. Yeah. Because who's leading who? It's like the blind leading the blind. I literally. was just thinking that. <laughs> it's madness mm -hmm. to me. And I'm watching all these uh, different podcasts and all these different shows and the standard. And this is what I'm, to answer back to your question. I also, I coach young girls and, and young people as well. We have that in common as well. Um, but that being said, I'm so intentional about focusing on their self-worth, their self-esteem, because the way both genders rubbish themselves yes. is as a result of them not thinking highly enough of themselves and as a result of having no vision. This generation has no hope. Mm -hmm. That's why they're in such a, a state. So they lean to every vice possible to escape no hope. And there's no inspiration. I, I remember like when we were, when I was younger, um, just a few days ago, you know, but um, <laughs> when I was younger, it was so easy to dream. It oh. wasn't even a question. Are you kidding me? I used to get excited about how much there was to do in life. Are you, like, then when I ask young people now, what's your passion? That's usually my first question after their name. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Mm, I kind of like Instagram. What? <laughs> an influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be an influencer. <laughs> what are you influencing? <laughs> on it, exactly. And then you're all influencing yourselves based on what? what? Yeah. So there's a few questions of which all of society is always asking themselves. And one of those questions is, what's my identity? And it's not my identity as far as what's my sexuality. That's no. not an identity, my love. What's my gender? That's not an identity, my love. Who are you at the core, which is registered with your values, your morale, your principles? Who are you, you know? And then it's, where am I from? What's your source? You know, where do you go back to? Or where have you come from? You know, to register your life and your place on this earth. And then it's, why are you here? Which is your purpose? Which everyone is looking for? Subconsciously or consciously, you know? And all of this is playing out in society in so many different ways. It's just that it's not a conscious play out. Yeah. 
and it explains the lostness. You know, I, I'm looking. I had to bear in mind I um, stumbled in a bit late, a bit much late, <laughs> and I, I took uh, Uber. Then I had to take the train because I thought that would be quicker. Then I took Uber again, as you oh. saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in almost a transport today, <laughs> just minus a yeah. boat. <laughs> but I always register people's faces and expression. I'm, I'm an empath. You know, I'm very sensitive to people's energies. That's why I'm very intentional about which energies I'm around. Um, but that being said, you, I'm looking at everyone. I'm like, wow, London is so miserable. How can Lon a place be miserable? You can see people just are very lifeless. There's no life in people, very hopeless, which is sad. And then what do the youngsters have to look up to? There's no inspiration. If it's not crime or sex or drugs or some sort of vice, you know, to escape this all, it, it's, it breaks my heart genuinely. Hence why I'm very passionate about, you know, making sure I speak to the hearts of the young and um, reminding them of their worth. There's a reason for them to be here and helping them figure that part out. Because I always, I always believe you should, people tend to lean into what they didn't have to end up passing that forward oh and yeah, giving absolutely. that to so other people. Try and complete them. Absolutely. You know, fill absolutely. that space. That absolutely. And that's interlinked with your purpose as well. So where you might have gone through some sort of pain or hurt or trauma or suffering, it's linked to the kind of people you're designed to heal or help on this earth you know so um with that being said i, I take great pleasure in in learning about those things and being au fait with understanding the minds and the the culture which i can't stand but i do have to understand yeah. it in order to be able to connect with who i speak to on a regular basis and relationships you know um i'm still awaiting my king you know, <laughs> oh, there wrong with that girl. you can't so. be offering yourself to somebody if you're not complete anyway. So. Hello, 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 hello. And um, with all of that being said, it's it's uh, it, you have to address the internal relationship, you know. Um, and that in itself, we may need another <laughs> four hours for that one, but that's, <laughs> <a whole> journey, <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> that's yeah. another segment. But um, yeah, you have to go through that journey, yeah. you have to, otherwise, you have people in relationships being like, oh. He did this, she did that, did it. No, but what did you do? Exactly. How did, and the person that you're with is always a reflection of where you're at to some degree. It may not be a complete and entire reflection, but there's a part of you that was attracted to them, not just on the physical basis. You know, there's something in you, in yourselves, that is alike for you to be drawn to yourselves, magnetized. So it's about addressing those elements as well before you now settle down with someone. So. I take them. I take that part very seriously in my oh, learning. So this much. is a serious talk. We are getting deep, guys. Let's go deep. Let's go deep. I love <laughs> it. You are definitely a breath of fresh air as well. Oh, thank you. So yeah. I'm enjoying this interview, <laughs> but we're gonna get into another song mm. that you selected for us, and this is Alabama Shakes Ooh. with "Give Me All Your Love." Ooh. I don't think they're ready for. <laughs> But you can always come 
Imagine 
everything, the sensual, emotional, you know, just the elements that these tracks are bringing to the studio today. Music and meaning and healing. Myself, MSG, and my beautiful co-host. And we have the amazing Miss Montana in the building with us today. So I just wanted to know, because obviously when I first thought of having you on the show, Seb Green did mention that you're into a lot of things that I'm into as well. So was there a significant time in your life where you started to notice the synchronicities between maybe angel numbers, numerology, or just symbols and signs in general? Was there a specific time in your life where this just appeared to you? This has been going on, I would say, since last year. Um, I, was, I became sensitive to it, more in tune. I'm like, why am I all the time? I think it was 23, 23. I just did not stop seeing it. It would, was crazy. I did not stop seeing it. And I'm like, I guess I have to pay attention to this. And I, I'm, I tend to be relatively observant to things, especially when they repeat, you know, like I read data of people. And I, you know, when I see synchronicities like that, I pay attention to it. So I decided to look it up. I didn't know what it meant at the time. And then from there, I was like, oh, it actually does have a legit meaning, you know? And then I started being more sensitive to when I would see numbers and, and register what it meant. And then I learned to also recognize what you were thinking at the time to interlink with that synchronicity. And then from there, I was hooked. I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is, this is a business. This is something, <laughs> you know? This is something. So that equally fast forward, I would say to this year, brought me into numerology, where I started understanding the language of numbers. There's a book actually that, that says, um, let me not misquote, but um, you'll be able to look it up. It's uh, Millionaires Study Astrology, Billionaires Study Numerology. Ooh, yes. yes. You yeah. heard it here what? exclusively <laughs> at Deja Vu FM, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the quote of the day. <laughs> Millionaires Study Astrology, Billionaires Study Numerology. Yeah, Come yeah. on, Billies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, from there, I was like, okay, you know, we need to study this language, yeah. you know? So um, I started keying in on that. And strangely enough, when you look at, I don't know if you know anything about life path numbers. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know your they life path like, number? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, you know, do you know your life path number? I do. It is? It is four. Oh, good, oh, strong number. Trauma, mm -hmm. my birthday is eight. Which Ooh. I very much enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's yours, MSG? 11. Mine's really? Master yeah. number. Really? Nine, yeah. My cousin's is nine. Oh, come on now. Ooh. How mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, so all of that being said, it just began to excite me. And I love being in tune with the energies and the flow of the universe taking place and your spirituality like what's the conversation of divinity you're having inside yourself Internally, yeah. Yeah. yeah and how it plays out outwardly and then when there's synchronicity in that you know you're on the right track or there's confirmations like there's a I keep seeing one two three four you know I haven't seen that for ages so I love when I do see that it's confirmation I'm on the right road I'm doing the right thing at the right time you know and I've learned to recognize those kind of things and with that being said yeah it just it 
elevates you because you're in tune. And it's a wonderful thing to be in tune in a world where everything is drawing us away from ourselves and outside of ourselves. And look at me, look at that. Everything is vying for our attention all the time. If you are able to spend moments with yourself and sit in silence of any kind, it's true. Me, you know, are, me and MSG, mm-hmm. we sit in so much silence by yeah. ourselves. You are a G. Yeah, we are How about that? Yeah. Yes. I love that, girl. I love that. I really do. Because very few people know how to do that. And when I tell you, I love me. Yeah. I'm, I'm my favorite person. Yeah. My mm-hmm. hu- well, I'm my second favorite. My husband's my first. I haven't, okay. met, him. I haven't met him yet. Okay. So <laughs> Manifestation. <laughs> We're going to manifest it today. Yes, girl. <laughs> but that being said, you, you have to love yourself. You have to love your company. If you can't spend time with yourself, why should anyone else? Exactly. I can't stand people who just, I've had so many people who just want me around. Why? Like, I have a good time by myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They want to draw your yeah. energy. They are psychological vampires. Hello. Stay far away. Click, click, clickety click. Yes. Yes. Come on. So, yeah, with all of that being said, I'm like, <laughs> let's protect that energy. Let's mm. pay attention to the conversation most high is having with myself and, you know, uh, be more sensitive to that dialogue and keep that going. I agree, we're dropping some bombs today, okay? Literally, <laughs> absolute bombs. Literally, I think we should get into our next track. Mm. Must I say thank you actually for the songs that you sent in for us, so because cool. honestly, I know you sent in a lot of songs <laughs> and I feel like we're gonna have to shortlist them even more because oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've literally got 20 minutes left of the show. That's all right, my we love. We definitely have to do a part two with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll do a whole two hour show. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. much content. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Pick your brain as much as <laughs> It's a beautiful brain to be Oh, picking. bless you, babe. Definitely. We're Thank gonna get you. into another one by Bernard Boy with Ooh. On The Low. Let's go. Bring out your hips. Ooh. <laughs> It's Kelpie Vibes. Yeah. 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 Forever, I'm a cocky no feeble letter. I'm a angel, angel. 
a signature. But you want to request in your mail like an interview. 6604and.com. I'm trying to put the ring on your finger too. Conversations today in the Deja Vu studio with Miss Montana. 
So, we've spoken quite deeply about spiritualism and stuff like that, but can you tell me what sparked your interest in music? <laughs> um, I think I was born with music in my DNA. Uh, when I think about it, even school, I was known for singing before my name was known. Um, yeah, that's why, like we said, we're going to part two this. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was a whole too journey. Yeah. Too much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a whole journey. But um, in terms of what sparked that, I went to, my mum threw me into stage school. I went to Sylvia Young. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I was, I don't know if you would believe this now, no one ever does, but I was excruciatingly shy as a kid excruciating shy. The only class that I actually felt I could be myself and maybe because you could hide behind an avatar was the drama class. But I did dance, I did music and I loved music so much but I was just so shy so I didn't really know how to express it except for my little studio, my little corner of my little room, you know, and I would just learn to make my own beats and everything. So um, actually when you gave me that project <laughs> of creating the, the playlist, and I had to pull out the hard drive. Lord have mercy, I stumbled across almost 300 tracks on one hard drive. Yeah, wow. That Share I w- that with us, please. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to go through it myself, and I'm listening, and I'm listening to her. It didn't even feel like Moments me. Of your yeah, life. It was, yeah, it was, it was so weird. So if I didn't know that I wrote those songs and I made them, I would feel like I'm listening to someone else because I haven't sung for so long. So I'm like, her voice is so beautiful. I wish she had someone to kind of tell her that or make her believe that at the time, because I didn't, you know, which is again, back to, you know, the the, uh, youngsters I I coach and whatnot. I'm so passionate about that because having someone to believe in you can change the complete trajectory of your life. And my voice was gorgeous, you know. It is gorgeous. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. Still rusty in the pipes, you know, we need a bit of But um, yeah, so that being said anyway, I used to just write songs and write songs. I had this little recording machine. Um, then my godfather upgraded it and got me another one where you put tapes in. We're not that old, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it sounds so old, okay. so vintage, but <laughs> we, we those were the, the good days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's just put that straight. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. So uh, the good young days. So, um, but that being said, you know, I would record myself and I would record these songs and everything and pack them up. So music was always being played in the household music was always being played in the car music was just always a thing you know even on spotify um i put playlists together you know i put places together for scripts i write um i put plays together just for music in general because i i just love it um but i call uh, on spotify will be life soundtracks with an x um because everything had a soundtrack you know everything so when i put things into playlists there's always a soundtrack for what i'm going through what this means what this is the that's, season that's actually therapy yeah it really is yeah. it's my love language you know it's one of them so i speak through music i love when people speak to me through music you know i love that um yeah so that that that's kind of how it came into play i was always confident with myself by myself in front of people i need the ground to swallow me you know (laughs) but um with myself i was always very comfortable very confident very in my own space 
And so how did you transition from being shy mm. to being confident? Oh, we. Mm. I was just way. thinking that as well. Because <laughs> you, you, the person who sits in front of us is very confident. Yeah. Oh, you speak very well. Thank you. I can't, I, like you said, most people don't believe me when I say that I was mm. shy. I don't believe you. Because yeah. of who you are now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying I don't believe you. Yeah. No, I'm just saying no, I like, get, yeah. the person it's unbelievable. Are, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> like, how did you grow that much? It was twofold. So one... One side of the, the, the candle stick, um, dare I use that analogy, but one side of it was my mother. She is the polarized version of myself. I'm an, I'm an introvert. I come across as an extrovert. I always say to people, if you meet me outside, you'll think I'm an extrovert because I spend half the year charging. <laughs> but my mother, she is the antithesis. She is full-blown extrovert. And with that being said, she always used to push me into things I was never prepared for, whether it was an audition, whether it was singing at someone's birthday party that no one asked me to do. <laughs> or <laughs> I promise you, I oh, wanted to die. Honest, oh my gosh. She's a professional at that, <laughs> you know. Or, oh, Tanner's going to make a speech. What? <laughs> when, did, when did we discuss this? You know, so I was always being thrown into those moments. So I learned to quickly become comfortable with the unpredictability of different situations and learning to improvise. So hence why one of my um, good friends, Fifi, shout out to Fifi, she's always like, you always know what to say. Even if you're not prepared, I'm not prepared. You just always have the words. And I truly do. And I can't even take credit for it. I just, you know, I always say, God, give me the mouth and wisdom. Because if I don't know what to say, just give me the mouth and wisdom. Because I don't always know what to say, you know. But I guess part of it is that residue from just being always uh, subconsciously prepared, yeah. you know. For s- yeah. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So there's that part. And then I realized um, as the dots... I think it's Steve Jobs that, that said it. I'm completely misquoting this, but or paraphrasing. But he said, if you connect the dots of your life, looking backwards, everything makes sense. Yeah. You know. So when I do so, when I have been doing so, everything in my life makes sense towards my purpose, what I'm supposed to do. I'm meant to speak. I'm meant to be on a platform. I'm meant to be outward leaning. So I therefore have to challenge myself and push myself. And I'm that way inclined as well. I don't let fear, I fight fear. You, I, I never cower down to anything. You know, the more scared I am, the more I have to do it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like that, but I have to. I'm that way inclined. So even down to my legs, I would wear heels. I wore heels about three weeks ago. Was I prepared? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I would not like to say it was stupid, but it was definitely close to enough to, you know. But I'm like... No, I need to, I'm getting back to my heels. When I wrote down in this situation when I could not walk, I said, I'm not going to be able to walk. I'm going to be able to strut, you know? That, mm. that, that was my There's aim. There's no in-between. No, no. Yeah. no. Straight to the highest no, point. No, 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 no. And pra- even if you come short, you're still, you're still Hello. Working. Shoot for the moon, you might land upon the stars. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I always used to wear heels. I know I'm tall, but I love them. I, I love the femininity. I, I love that. You know, so I never used to wear flats to the point where up until maybe like last year, everybody else had bought me my sneakers because I never bought sneakers. I never wore flats, you know, so I said, that is me. My wardrobe doesn't make sense without heels, to be honest (laughs) with you. Do you know what I mean? I love that. It doesn't. (laughs) It just doesn't. So, you know, I said, I have to push myself 
I'm just that kind of person. I will jump in the deep end rather than the shallow end if I don't know how to swim. So um, same thing came about with the confidence. I would sign up to situations I wasn't prepared for or just say yes without knowing I'm busy scared. <laughs> I'm so scared, but I'm doing it. Once I say yes, and my word is my bond, that I believe in integrity very much, so I really value that. So if I said yes, I'm doing it. That's, that's it, you know? So from that, you do that enough times, you start to strengthen that, that muscle. Absolutely. And that's what I, I also teach, you know, that mm. confidence is mm. a muscle. You yeah. know, you it have is. to keep doing things. It is, and you actually create neuronal pathways in your there mind you go. and your brain. There you to go. Make sure that when these situations happen, that's basically what your mom did. She mm. she, she created that pathway in your mind. That don't no don't give her too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> no what situation you're thrown into, you can mm. handle it. Oh my god, I'm so sorry we have to cut this because oh. I could sit here and talk to you Me all too. day. We can but do we it. We have else. got like four minutes left. So we go so get into it. Let's get track. Into one more track. What is this one called? Chris Emma. Breezy with Young Fag Go Crazy. Let's go. go. today it has been absolutely amazing i have thoroughly enjoyed myself thank you to miss montana for joining us and dropping yes, some yeah. amazing gems educational information <laughs> as well as spiritual and we have to we have to do a part two with miss montana because oh, we need ladies. to pick her brain it's too powerful to not get inside that oh, so um, as you guys know, we have an event next Saturday. It is a ladies-only event. It's ladies-only DJs. All the money is going to go to a charity, and myself and MSG will be hosting the event. We'll be bringing you the vibes. We'll be bringing you the energy as we do. 
So, I have been Kuda London, my amazing co-host. MSG. And thank you so much to... Miss Montana. For joining us today. Do you have any shout outs that you'd like to do before we leave? Um, Shout out to Leash, lovely Leash, my sister-in-law. Shout out to Fifi, shout out to Sam, an amazing human being. She's taken me through a lot of this journey at the beginning. Shout out Sam. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whoever I'm missing, shout out to my brothers listening, or should be. Um, whoever is listening, I appreciate it. And I'll speak to you soon. And same for us, those who have been in the chat and those of you that are listening back via our podcast, thank you so much. This is the Music with Meaning and Healing Show. We are here every Saturday from 1 pm to 3 pm, bringing you the vibes, bringing you the energy. And yeah, the tune that we're going to play out is Essence by Wiz. One of my faves. Oh, Let's ooh. go. Enjoy your Saturday, guys. Listening to Deja, 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 Deja.